Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one. We will be spoiling past episodes and the episode we're discussing, but no spoilers for future episodes. Shooting lightning from my evil glove, I'm Harrison. And I'm Jason, and I'm so so torn on this episode that I might as well be a severed arm. <laughs> but what episode are we watching this week? Why, Jason, we are watching Season 3, Episode 7, Revelations. Um, I, I, I'll be honest, this, I'm also torn on this episode, so I think we're going to have an interesting discussion. <laughs> um, this is the one where um, Faith's new watcher shows up, uh, Buffy asks if she can kill her, and then later does. Um, this is... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is also um, the one where um, to to steal a friend's episode. This is the one where everybody finds out. Um, yep. In this case, it's funny. about Angel. No, no. Very little humor to be found. That's what they say about us. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> Revelations was written by Douglas Petrie and directed by James A. Contner. And I know that he's like directed before because I remember that name. Yep. And uh, it originally aired November 17th, 1998. And I did check. Um, this was, yes, James A. Connors definitely directed before, but this is Douglas Petrie's first episode. Um, and he is a, a lot of new pretty blood significant in the, uh, Buffy writers room. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's like I'm. It's nice to see these names that I I associate with Buffy, like Douglas Petrie and Jane Espenson, um, like finally starting to show up. It's a good time. Yep. <laughs> Uh, so, Jason, tell me, what are you drinking this week? Well, I'm taking a break from the uh, box of pre-made booze <laughs> and uh, going with a New Belgium Fat Tire. Ooh, uh, yum. My last one, actually. Uh, I was busy dealing with a lot of technical difficulties before starting this <laughs> starting this recording. So, when, it got, when I finally got it up, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go a little low-tech on this one. Just go with a beer. <laughs> open a beer. Actually, a beer sounds really fucking good right now. I We don't have any in the home right now, but that sounds great. I am drinking a, uh, a gin and tonic, um, uh-huh. my go-to. Um, yeah. But I did just want to mention that uh, Sour Patch drink that I made for our, uh, our last episode for Band Candy huge hit with john and he like keeps making them that's awesome yeah <laughs> it's great when you like find something new that you really like and yeah. just like kind of dial in on that um this is an odd numbered episode so jason it's your turn to lead us in a toast all right a toast um here's to our friends in our low times may they be so much better about helping us confront our problems than the Scooby gang is. Yeah. 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 Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I love Amber Ales. Mm-hmm. I and will I say, know, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Your... I don't know what it is, but like Amber Ales, like, like Amber, like those sweet light ales, like the Amber Ales or the wheat ales, 
those are just so delicious mm-hmm. that I'm surprised that they're not as like popular as like you know lagers and stouts tend to be and IPAs. Yeah, no, I agree. I I love a good amber ale. Um, I was just gonna say I feel um, I I feel a, a lot better about Willow this week than I did in Dead Man's Party. Um. Yeah, yeah, Willow's <laughs> kind of like. Not not to skip ahead, but Will actually tries to, you know, give some order to the hey, let's talk to Buffy about yeah. this revelation. Hey, so her um, the episode, her her line, Giles, no one's using I statements. <laughs> <laughs> it really gave me a good laugh. Um. And like, and she does support Buffy. Granted, um, whether she does that because Buffy is her friend or out of guilt for the secret that she is keeping. Mm-hmm. Probably a healthy mixture of both, but at yeah. least there's some support for Buffy this time. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Let's start off in the bronze. In the bronze. And uh, once again, Dingo's Ate My Baby is playing. Um, I gotta say, Oz being upgraded to a series regular is the best thing to happen to the Dingo's career. <laughs> It's like, dude, we're on, we're on the stage so much now. It's like every week. It's it's really true. It's really true. Um, <laughs> after they finish, Oz goes to like hang out with the Scoobies, um, which I some of the Scoobies. It's just Willow, Xander, and Cordy at this point. Um, and Willow and Xander just are acting really, um, really jumpy when they are forced to get closer to one another. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe because they're both <laughs> cheaters? Mm-hmm. I do love when they like accidentally spill their drink and Cordelia's just like, what the fuck is going on with you two? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what the thing is? is like, It's really hard to tell because Oz does seem incredibly stone-faced a lot of the time, but I, there's just something in my brain that makes me think that he thought something was wrong as he was walking over to the table. Really? Like, yeah, like, and I don't know if he, like, because, I mean, like I said, like, Oz is usually a fairly smooth guy, and so it's really subtle, but it does seem like maybe there's a look of worry on Seth Green's face um, when uh, when he's, like, saying, like, oh, hey, because, like, he tries to, um, I think he tries to, like, over-engage with Willow, and only with Oz could this be considered over-engaging but, he's like, <laughs> but she's like, oh, have a seat, but, uh, you know, we can't sit. And he's like, even though we don't have one, he's like, that's okay, I'll share. And, like, tries to, like, scooch over. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. can I have a sip of, like, her drink or whatever before, like, proceeds to, like, just, like, tumble everywhere. Yeah. So it, it hmm. seems a little bit like, I don't know, maybe Oz thinks something's up. Um, that's interesting. I'd not, I'd I mean, not read it not, that way, but I like that. specifically, uh, oh, Willow and Xander are, like, making out. But more just like, oh, is is she all right? Am yeah. I doing something wrong? Which, I mean, like, we've both been in relationships. I'm sure, like, both of us have felt that way from time to time. Like, Oh, if, yeah. Yeah, we're just, like, you just, like, out of nowhere just start saying, like, oh, something's all right. Did, did, did I do something? Was it me? What did I do? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also a great moment when Xander scoots closer to Cordelia, and she's like, why are you trying to give me a lap dance? He's like, because I like you, I think. <laughs> I think that's what he ended up saying. 
Oh, I, I just want to give like a, a heads up about Xander in this episode. Yeah. I am, I am going to be. There are times when I'm actually going to be agreeing and feeling bad for him, but then there are other times when he like just completely makes me lose my goodwill towards him. This is a this is a roller coaster of an episode. And yeah, I don't even know if it's trying to be a roller coaster of an episode. Going into this episode, I was think I was like, how do I feel about this episode? I don't know because I feel like I I have a a different emotion about it every time I watch it. Um, like there, I, there have been times I've watched this episode and been just like, oh god, I really disliked that experience, and times where I've come away from it being like, wow, that was like really intense. Like I loved it. Um, there are some things I do love about this episode and. One of them is actually this part in in the episode when uh, everybody's wondering if Buffy has a new boyfriend, and she says like, "Oh, well, I do have plans tonight with someone." And uh, Faith comes up, and so obviously they're going to go out on a slaying date. Um, mm-hmm. But let's mm-hmm. be honest, guys, that mm-hmm. fanfic is out there, and uh, okay, uh, I'm not I'm not going to outwardly state that i'm going to possibly look at some later but hey you never know (laughs) listen we don't really we don't do uh gay agenda anymore but if we were um like this this like synchronized slaying where uh buffy and faith like come at the same time (laughs) um yeah and buffy's just like i swear we're just friends i'm like no you're mm." Um, it's, uh, it's like, if, it's like if, if you gave this enough time, it could be Xena and Gabrielle level. Oh my God. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Some hard, hardcore homoeroticism going on here. Um, and I also just really love while they're, they're fighting these vampires. Um, Giles is just like kind of sitting there drinking his tea and like, yeah, like reading the paper or something or like re- or reading some papers and yeah. that, it, it's, it's such a great visual. And I have to say, um, this fight scene and the later fight scene between Buffy and Faith are really, really good. I mean, and yeah. And, um, Obviously, SMG and the douche, like, deserve some credit, but I think they're, uh, what? There's the douche. It's funny. That's like, that's like what my friend group refers to Eliza Dushku as every now and again. Um, so I just want it known Dushku. that we referred to, or we are referring to her as the douche, uh, lovingly. Uh, oh, yeah, no, we love with, her. With, uh, much affection. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh. Obviously, the majority of the praise goes to their stunt doubles. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, because they do some hella good stunts in this. Like, that, all the good fights happen at the mansion. Yeah. <laughs> I also just think, in general, like, across the board, any, fi- any fight that involves both Faith and Buffy, um, either as a team or, like, at the end of this episode, on the opposite sides of being a team that you know what i mean um are just really good fights um yeah. those are like when i think of like some of my favorite fights um over the um in the show they they typically always involve buffy and faith yep they yeah i have to agree with that i mean and because it's like it's slayer versus slayer so that's just mm-hmm. that's just uh that's just dope yeah um but uh as like uh they finish killing vampires together 
Um, a a woman comes out of nowhere, and she is Faith's new watcher, mm-hmm. Gwendolyn Post. Now, Gwendolyn Post is hot. Like, I was actually gonna say, like, she um, she looks like an adult Hermione Granger from yeah Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And yeah, but somehow able to look different from adult Emma Watson now. Mm-hmm. No, like, that, it's, that it, makes sense to me. No, but all I could think of was like, I feel like at the time that this was at the time that this aired, and uh, this is before they even like began shooting Harry Potter. So like, because um, <laughs> I think like what the, I think the second Harry Potter book came out in 1998. Um, yeah, I think the first movie came out in 2001. You are correct on that one. Uh, but yeah, so Emma Watson, like, not even a thought in most people's minds right now. So <laughs> Except probably, middle, like, her parents. Yeah. Aww. Um, anyway, so she says that she is Faith's new watcher, and she calls them sloppy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so Which have, I disagree. They were very in sync. Well... We get to the Sunnydale Library, and Gwendolyn Post basically just starts tearing down everything. Like, not only Faith and Buffy's technique, but even more harshly, Giles. Just um, entirely Giles. Especially and Giles's books. I was yeah. like, that is like, that's like the line that she crosses where Giles is like, you can come in here. You can insult my slayer. You can insult my step slayer. But don't come for my fucking books. So Giles is exactly like you that night when I got <laughs> super trash. Okay, so listeners. there we um, I think we've mentioned this night before. But uh, Jason and I did a, um, a horror movie bad sequel like marathon night. Where Jason got like super trashed. You got and super trashed too. You got more. Yeah, I. that might be like one of three times in my life that I've ever gotten so trashed that I regret it. <laughs> um, but what we haven't told you is like the second half of this story where um, John uh, was out on our balcony and these people were walking by who we knew and don't like... But for some reason, John was like, come on up, like, come hang out with us. And this guy came in and was just like, he was like, talking shit about me and my husband and being just like, you guys are never going to last, like, you'll break up soon. And then talking shit about my friend Jason. And uh, just I don't remember what he said about you, but he said some shit about you. And... For some reason, I just, like, let this all go. And then he was, like, looking at my bookshelf, and he pulled out a copy of The Picture of Dorian Gray and was like, this is a fucking stupid book. This is one of the worst things I've ever read. And I was like, you get the fuck out of my house right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm just like Giles. So, like, obviously, Harrison's loved ones are fair game, but... (laughs) <laughs> if you insult his uh, books, that's when he will, like, that's when the claws come out. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But, so here's the thing about Gwendolyn Post. Um, say that she doesn't turn out to be evil. 
she's still a very, very deplorable character. And, and I hate that the writers made her like this because, unfortunately, like, it kind of, like, it's like that trope of, like, the shrew authority figure mm. or whatever that I'm not a fan of. But, I mean, you cannot argue with the fact that she is very dislikable because she's not she's not being tough for any particular reason like yeah. she is she's not provi- like the criticism that she provides has like a layer of like unnecessary roughness to it mm-hmm. and she and she just like throws that into basically every comment directed at giles she sometimes goes out of her way to make sure that there's like another jab at giles there and yeah I don't know if like if this was done to if this was done because she was mad at the Watchers Council or if she was just um or if like she was just trying to like sow discontent or whatever in the ranks of the team. Either way it works because Yeah. Giles... I also just wonder if she was like that. Just like as a watcher, if she was just like like That's the real reason she got kicked out. <laughs> um yeah, but uh, yeah, she basically says that not only is she there to um, to like be Faith's watcher, but she also has to. She's also like doing a bit of like observation on Giles, um, mm-hmm. and of course, like the uh, the Buffy wiki agrees with me and says she uh, post then states that she is also supposed to report on Giles as there's worry he has become too American. She takes the time to not so subtly insult him at every turn. Yeah. Yep. But anyway, there's a demon named Lagos, and he is um, coming for this uh, weapon that's called the Glove of Minigan. Mm-hmm. And um, and basically, like, that's why she's here. And I, I like how um, Giles just says, like, oh, well, what do you propose we do? And she's just like, oh, well, you know, kill it. <laughs> I she says like um well I hope I'm not being too or what she say it's maybe they've got the quote here because she says something real snarky and it yeah, yeah it's, it's like unpleasant not, not, as she is like yeah, it's pretty not to funny try, not to put forth like too novel of an idea or something like that yeah um, but I say we kill it and uh, she wants um, um, and, and she, she thinks that, like leaves uh, Buffy and Faith together could, oh yeah like do it together. Um, she ahead. leaves and she takes um, Faith with her and Buffy just goes, interesting lady, can I kill her? <laughs> and it's funny. Yeah, and uh, but then a, a really excellent segue, Giles asks Buffy if she like fancies a bit of training and then it shows Buffy doing uh, Tai Chi with a yet again shirtless angel. <laughs> So, yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, and then they start making out. They almost. They oh, almost that's true. Kiss. Like, they almost. Do, yeah, Angel not so subtly, like, moves his Tai Chi pose into Buffy, and they are... Oh, not into kiss. Buffy. That's how they got in trouble last time. <laughs> um, adjacent to Buffy. And... Uh, <laughs> And um, they're about to kiss, but then they bra- uh, Buffy breaks it off. And, um, yeah, she mentions Lagos. Um, and Angel kind of, like, gets this, like, uh, he gets, like, a little bit of a revelation. So I think he knows that demon. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, but yeah, but then she leaves, and uh, and uh, oh yeah, then like we're uh, back at the library, and Giles is like basically like everything that Post said got to him. So, oh yeah, he's yeah. pissy. No, he's he's very upset this entire episode, except for when he's knocked unconscious. Um, <laughs> so add another one up to the meter, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so like he asked uh, Xander and Willow to um, to like do some research, and Xander says, "Hey, you're not the watcher of me," and like this just gets this cold stare from Giles. Like it's great. Like it's normally I normally like I dismiss your shit, but now I'm like actually pissed, and and I gotta admit I feel like a little bad for Xander in this. I mean. Because, like, neither of them know why Giles is so pissy. Um, and Xander's just being his normal, obnoxious self. So Yeah. So, yeah, this is, again, this is, like, let's start this as, like, point one on the Xander roller coaster. Because, like, <laughs> honestly, what he says, it's not, like, it's a little witty. Like, hey, you're not the watcher of me. Um, but then, like, and then, like, Giles just comes after him, like, oh, yeah. I don't know if Xander deserved that. Yeah, it's nothing too out of the ordinary for, like, the kind of joke he would make. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the the way Giles snaps at him is a little um, a little harsher than I think is necessary. But, um, but you know, that's how people react when uh, bitchy Mary Poppins shows up to town. <laughs> yes, and Faith did make that, uh, did make that comparison. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so Sandra and Willow go away to uh, do some research, and by do some research i mean xander awkwardly rubbing her temples and Mm -hmm. she has a headache yeah and and willow's saying like oh stop and he's like yes stop means not go stop means no and no means no and i'm like you know it would help if you moved your hands away from her while you were (laughs) saying no means no because you're taking way too long to do it, man. <laughs> he does take too long, but he does get there at the end. <laughs> yeah. And you know, then they start making out. Yep. Willow's like, ooh, consent is sexy. And and hey, you know what? Consent is sexy. I agree. But cheating is not. I This scene is frustrating because if you took out the um, this this cheating sexual thing and this was just like Willow has a headache and like Xander is comforting her by giving her like a temple massage, I'd be like, oh wow, what a sweet scene between Xander and Willow. Um, but no, it's it's this. It's this thing that just keeps happening and keeps happening and keeps happening. Yeah, and it never it never once feels good. That's like and we've made this point no. before. It's like it's not like um it's not like uh, Rory and Jess in Gilmore Girls, like, mm-hmm. um, because I believe that there is a point, and yes, I don't agree with most of the thing with a lot of things that Jess does while he's while he's like originally pining after Rory, but there is a point where you realize that like the Dean and Rory relationship does not become healthy, um, mm-hmm. like areas become very unhealthy, and you can tell that like. Rory has an attraction to Jess and it's like an intellectual attraction, 
Like something, a lot of things. I'm not saying that Dean's an idiot, but um, there are yeah, things. Well. I mean, <laughs> everybody has their own opinion of Dean. Um, I think flat out calling him an idiot is harsh. He does like he does attempt to read Anna Karenina for her. So that's fair. I mean, yeah. Uh, but like, th- there is a point when, for a lot of Gilmore Girls fans, you start to root for. Rory and Jess to get together and when they finally do get together it's mm-hmm. adorable and you love it until like the until the very ridiculous parts that are written so that Jess can be driven away to a to a windward circle um yep god how many times am I gonna reference that on this podcast uh, I don't know it's pretty impressive that's the new drinking game anytime <laughs> anytime we somehow get a reference to the Gilmore Girls spinoff that never happened um, but yeah, like, I, I feel like you eventually want to see Rory and Jess together. Mm-hmm. You never want to see Willow and Xander together. No. Um, and you could make some argument for at the beginning of the series, maybe. But at this point, no, it, it never feels right. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Yeah, it just, um, it, it just doesn't work. So I, I do want to say, of course, um, Jason and I are expressing our opinions. Um, listeners, are there any of you out there who do want to see Xander and Willow get together? I'd like to hear from you. I'd like to hear your thoughts um, on that. And um, and I will be as respectful as I can of your <laughs> very wrong opinion. <laughs> Um, Nicely done. But I do. I I would be interested interested if if there are fans who who disagree with us on this subject. I'd like to hear that perspective as well. Um, and hey, like it is it is actually surprising curious. to me. Like going back to Gilmore Girls for just another second, it is surprising to me just how many people fall into the camps of like the guy that Rory should be with, um, mm-hmm. or and not should be with, but the guy that they want Rory to be with. And, I mean, I feel like I've obviously felt like Jess is the obvious choice, but um, there are a whole lot of people that thought she was great with Dean and hated that they didn't end up together. And there are Mm -hmm. so many people, even after the Year in the Life's miniseries, that wanted her to be with Logan. And uh, even though there's so much cheating going on there, too. uh, Yeah. I will say... By the end of a year of the life, I was kind of Team Logan, but only just because I was like, you know what, you two people just fucking deserve each other. Like, <laughs> like... it wasn't a comment on how good Logan is; it was a comment on how bad Rory had become. Yes, <laughs> um, but uh, this is not a Gilmore Girls podcast. But why can't we make <laughs> one <a> of those? <laughs> um. Anyway, like the, Xander um, and Willow start making out hard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they almost get caught by Giles, but but Giles is like in super research mode because he wants to show Gwendolyn Post that hey, I'm not an idiot, and so like that's when he says like, oh, you guys can stop studying. I found uh, you guys can stop researching. I found what I was looking for, at least in regards to the uh, to the glove of Mitigan, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, for some reason, well, not for some reason. Like, Xander feels bad about the whole kissing thing, and mm-hmm. so he decides to, like, volunteer to go, like, see where the... Because Giles thinks he has found the actual location of the glove, and 
Xander decides to go and check it out, like, yeah, obviously not even thinking that, like, hey, they're usually vampires just walking around Sunnydale at night, but also I'm going to a place where a demon is heading as well to find, like, a glove that obviously is a weapon of some sort. I, I un- yeah, it's really weird. I do understand that Xander's motivation is just, like, get me out of this awkward situation I'm in right now. Um, but it is kind of weird to me that Giles would be like, uh, yeah, you go do that. Like, to me, I feel like Giles would have been like, that's incredibly can, dangerous. I think we can say that, that Giles is preoccupied elsewhere. I think the strange thing is that, like, the first thing that Xander thinks of is to go out go out into danger like yeah. i could easily see him being like all right well i'm going to like you know what i'm gonna go home and like something something snarky comment um but yeah the fact that he's like actually yeah. trying to go out and find the glove is like oh that's yeah and then like he realizes and that as he's the story reason is for him to catch angel like i mean yeah. that is what why this is happening in the script but it is really weird to the way they justify it in the story yeah um and uh basically he goes off in search for that uh willow stays to like do some research into lagos which in all fairness doesn't come to anything because no no like because uh lagos is actually done away with fairly unceremoniously in this episode Oh, yeah. Um, but, I forgot uh, Lagos was in this episode. I forgot yeah. that was even a thing. We'll, we'll get to that. Um, Buffy and Faith are like, uh, basically, Gwendolyn Post had originally asked, like, oh, where, this, like, where's the graveyard in Sunnydale? Because that's where this glove is going to be. And Giles is like, well, there are 12. There are 12. And so, um, <laughs> so she basically... <laughs> that's hilarious like that is so fucking funny which i mean let's be honest they probably they're probably more by series end Uh, (laughs) but uh but so actually um in that um there's a buffy board game um which i have because jason bought it for me uh, for my birthday a couple years back and um there are like three um uh part of the game is like they're just like different locations in sunnydale and literally there are like three or four cemeteries <laughs> all, like as locations in the game it's really funny um but anyway post is basically saying wanting buffy and faith to um to like basically go through each of them and try to figure out like where the glove could be um and notice how like it's a nice little like subtle kind of tip tip off of uh Gwendolyn but she's like asking them to find the weapon not the demon yeah uh, um there's a lot of that like in retrospect that yeah. when you're knowing that she's evil going in there like the way she manipulates faith um that um those seeds are planted I think pretty well um yeah but in- at, at the same time like if you hadn't seen this episode before or if you're watching it for like the first time in years like I was I'm like I couldn't remember the exact details of the episode I do remember Gwendolyn Post not not hanging around too long but I couldn't <laughs> remember the exact details of it so I actually kind of like some clever some clever little hints there um mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah so Buffy and Faith have basically just been like uh looking at graveyards and talking about guys um and uh 
Faith really wants to know what it's like to bone a vampire. And yeah, Buffy's no, like... Yeah, no, she wants all of the nasty deets <laughs> um, about Buffy and Angel. And Buffy's like, oh, you know, I don't really want to talk about it. Which, that's fair. fair. That's fair. I, even if it wasn't, like, she wasn't going through this, like, weird, like, emotional turmoil of Angel being back from hell, I'm sure she'd be like, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. It was uh, pretty traumatic. I mean, honestly, the only person who's ever asked for details about her and Angel are, like, Willow. And that was when she was only asking for the PG details. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Remember how horny Willow was for the Angel-Buffy romance? Oh, yeah. She was living through it vicariously. Oh, gosh. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, Faith, uh, Faith is like, oh, I'll, like, check out this last graveyard. Um, you can go ahead and go home. And uh, Faith, uh, Faith, um, like the demon is there. Lagos is there, like searching through a, um, searching through like a, a crypt or whatever. Yep. And uh, and she's like, oh, it's my lucky day, and gets her ass handed to her. Yeah, it is not not her lucky day. Um, it's kind of surprising how. Uh... Just, just how badly Faith gets beaten uh, in this episode. But at the same time, I do think it's... Um, I don't think Buffy would have gotten beaten in the same fashion. I do think it's good for us to see that Buff, or Faith is still the inexperienced Slayer. Ultimately, she doesn't because like she's the one who kills Lagos. But uh, Faith doesn't have the technique that uh, Giles has been teaching Buffy. Yeah, and so then like Xander gets to... like. The, the out the outer area of the cemetery where the glove is supposed to be and then he sees angel like coming out holding something that he just automatically assumes is the glove which i mean yeah it is uh so yeah worst person to find out about this mm -hmm. in this way yeah i will say i have to i and i'm gonna just put this our check in our pro xander not pro xander but um column but i can understand why he would freak out he sees angel he doesn't know angel is back last time he saw angel angel was super evil and here he is stealing this like massively evil weapon that they're oh, all yeah, looking no, for no. it's not it's, good it's very, <laughs> it's very understandable and so here's the thing a lot of this episode's plot runs on coincidental circumstances and I honestly hate that. Yeah. I I really yeah. hate that. It's like, oh, this person like shows up at the exact time to see something that will derail the progress of the heroes. And mm -hmm. that happens I, I hate it when that happens like once in a, in like in a story. It happens multiple times in this story. Yeah. Uh but it's very convenient. But yeah, now that I'm like now that I have that set aside, have that little rant set aside. Um, yeah, uh, Xander ends up following Angel. And yes, I agree with you. It is very understandable that the first thing that Xander does is follow follow Angel. Because um, like he wants to see, like, okay, what is he doing with this? Um, where can Where is his like, hideout? So that way I can get everybody together and we can plan mm -hmm. an attack. I get what he's thinking, and I have to agree with it, given the information that he has currently. Yes. He then sees Buffy and Angel finally getting to that kiss that they 
were flirting with earlier. No, no, yeah. Yeah, we, 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 as you can see, Harrison missed that, uh, as you can hear, Harrison missed those hardcore <laughs> makeout sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, and Xander, Xander's obviously shocked and run, well, we don't see him run off, but yeah. we, we obviously know, like, what's gonna come next, but, um, yeah, the big thing is, like, uh, Buffy breaks off the kiss because, hey, like, this isn't a good idea. And, mm-hmm. I mean, it's true that it's not. Um, this is a good decision made by Buffy. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Angel says that, hey, he's got the glove. And um, at, at first she wants to touch it, but he's like, no, no, as soon as you touch it, like, if you put it on, then you can't take it off. Yeah. I think this glove like looks pretty cool. I like the design of it. I love the like um I love claw when the clamp, yeah, when the clamps yeah. clamp on it. That it is pretty cool. And um like if it had been like some kind if it had been like a whole suit of armor or something like that, it would have looked weird. But the fact that it's just kinda like the glove part yeah. and, and like it being attached to like a human character of some kind, then mm-hmm. that's that's cool. It it's, it makes for good visuals later in the episode. Yeah. Um, I can't remember. Did they say that it is part of a set like of armor or that it's just its own thing? Do you No, I think you, you might I think you might be getting confused with the judges with pieces. Yeah, with the judges pieces. <laughs> no, I think I, I actually do think it okay. I, I don't remember how much is said out loud about the glove, but um Willow does eventually see see like, oh, I know what the glove can do. Giles is at his house with uh, Gwendolyn Post. And Giles is trying to be nice, but she's still, like, being <laughs> so damn petty and mean. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? Really, dude? At this point, I don't think it's necessary, even for her plan, to continue to be this rude. But, you know, she does it anyway. <laughs> Giles says that um, Buffy, he's very much, like, he trusts in Buffy's judgment, and he's very much, like, like she's not out of control to which Xander yeah. then runs in and says, like, Giles, it's Buffy. Yeah. But before that happens, there's a great bit of, um, I'm, I don't know how to describe this, like, um, environmental symbolism. It's not quite right. But um, basically, as Gwendolyn Post is, like, insulting him, you hear Giles's kettle start to start to go off. Um, and it's just a nice little, that, that whistle, <laughs> such a great parallel Getting a little to, steamed um, here. yeah. And it, it reminds me of in, uh, the first Scream movie, um, during the opening sequence, um, Drew Barrymore's character, like begins the sequence by like putting some Jiffy Pop on the stove and they keep cutting to that Jiffy Pop throughout the scene as it gets more and more intense that it's just like this Jiffy Pop is just like popping harder and louder. Yeah. Um, so I, lo- I love that sort of thing. And when that steam went off, right, as he's got, like, the murder eyes, I was just like, <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was that was some good some good timing there. But, yeah, the, um, so, yeah, here's the scene. Here's the scene that really tears me um, mm-hmm. about this episode. And uh, it's, it's somewhat similar to Dead Man's Party, in which everybody is now... The good news is that, like, this isn't done in front of, like, the entirety of, like, uh, of Sunnydale High or whoever came mm-hmm. to the party. It's, like, done in 
a safe place. Well, yeah, relatively safe place. Um, <laughs> are, are there really any safe places in, in Sunnydale? Uh, Not really. But it's like it's done in a safe place. But everybody is once again like basically they're having like an intervention for mm-hmm. Buffy because they're all mad because she didn't tell him uh, or she she didn't tell them about Angel coming back. Yeah. They go about it sl- yeah, I agree with you that they they seem to have learned their lesson from Dead Man's party. Um but um it, it still feels a little gang uppy, but I also I can understand why they're so mad. I mean, this is a huge fucking thing that she's been lying to them about. I do think maybe it would have been more appropriate for Giles to have come to her I was alone. Thinking the same thing. Like Xander Xander clearly told Giles first. Which so, was a good thing. Good job, yeah. Xander. Like, yeah, that no, was the right like, thing to do. Uh, when I first thought about it, I'm like, oh, Xander, like, immediately just goes and blabs to everybody. But no, he goes to Giles first. Mm-hmm. What Giles this should... Is... Yeah, what... Oh, I was, yeah, I was just going to say, Giles is the one who puts this, like, intervention together. But again, which is interesting. But again, Giles is... Giles has been thrown off by Gwendolyn Post's mm-hmm. presence. And... Um, the fact that, like, and, I mean, he says later, like, why he feels these things, but I also feel mm-hmm. like he, he he definitely says things that, because uh, there are things that I agree with that are said in this session, both with the group and with Giles on solo, but there are also mm-hmm. some things that I'm like, come on, why are you guys saying it like that? And and here we go with this roller coaster of Xander again. Like, <laughs> obviously, like, um cordelia's saying all the wrong things like she's basically just like trying to rip the band-aid off of a off of a fairly fresh wound um Mm -hmm. is this where she says uh who gives you the right to suck face with your demon lover or is that later no i think that's right because that's one of those things where i'm like that's a great line but ooh, that's awful to say because this is cordelia's like uh i think this is like cordelia's last appearance before the end of the episode yeah, and Oz. Both, and Oz. Yeah, both of them yeah. don't really appear in the in the last act. Uh huh. And um. And yeah, like it's true that Buffy has her angel blinders on, or at mm-hmm. least like that's how it would seem to the outside observer, um, because nobody else has this information. And yeah, we talked about it before, but by now Buffy should have gone to Giles about this. Mm-hmm. I, I would. I still stand by my point that she shouldn't have gone to him in any episode that we've watched so far because there's been something else and the timing is not right. Yeah. Um, not even like, uh, maybe in like Beauty and the Beast, maybe, but I mean, mm-hmm. she was still just like... It was It was still pretty fresh for her Yeah. in Beauty and the but Beast. But like by now, I mean, clearly she's had moments where she could tell giles like mm-hmm. even after the whole like getting over band candy stuff and all <laughs> yeah. that jazz and um hell maybe she should have used that as like hey so since you're since you kind of owe me one for uh <laughs> for you know saving you from the candy um don't get mad about this yeah. um well and i do think his anger would have been i don't if she had come to him and been like, hey, this happened. I've been keeping it from you because I didn't know what to do, but I'm coming to you now. 
I think he would have been maybe a little disappointed that she didn't come to him sooner, but I don't think we would have seen the level of anger we see from him in this episode. He finds out from fucking Xander. Yeah. Like, not only that, but, like, while, like, his ability to do his job is being called into question by this woman. Um, So it's just, like, it's just all those little things digging, getting under his skin. um, But I... I yeah. I will say that, like, the majority of, as opposed to everybody piling on before, the majority of this comes from Xander. And I'm mm-hmm. glad that Buffy finally calls him out on, like, yes. listen, you are not just thinking about the safety of everyone. And it's true. He's not. And he gives this away. Like, not only in his expression and, like, being pissed about it afterwards in the bronze, but, mm-hmm. like, but like when Faith says that she's going to go kill Angel, he's like, oh, can I go watch? Like, mm-hmm. he, he literally, like, it's, what Bucky said is exactly true. He'd look for any excuse to hurt him. And then, like, he, of course, plays the absolutely awful card, like, which he's done before of, like, like, when Buffy says, I would never let him hurt any of you. And she's like, oh, yeah, like, when... Like when he killed Jenny. Basically. Yeah. And at that point, this statement is entirely inaccurate because he's basically saying that because Buffy wouldn't kill Angel or Angelus, that that's why Jenny Calendar died. Um, And yeah, I wouldn't say that like I wouldn't say that Buffy ever really had the chance to kill him. Maybe you could argue when they were fighting in the movie theater yeah, I think that's really the only time we see before Jenny's death that that was a possibility. But yeah, and like, and I hate that Xander's the one who plays the Jenny mm-hmm. calendar card so much when he had zero association with her. Oh yeah, it's every and it's every time this argument comes up, he's just you can tell he's just waiting to just yell the words Jenny calendar out. It's um, you know that episode? Uh, have you seen that episode of Black Mirror? where they have like the like the things in their eyes that they can record um like stuff that happens to them and like play it back oh yeah um, with that's the, uh, uh jody whittaker yeah that's the jody whittaker one yeah yeah um so the scene where like um I, the husband calls like calls her a bitch or something and then she just keeps like re- like every time he tries to say something to her, she just replays that moment like on their TV or something. I mean, not a one-to-one parallel, but it kind of reminds me of that. It's just like anytime, you know, this, this, this argument about Angel comes up, Xander's just waiting to be like, Jenny Calendar. It's like his Exodia card. Yeah, and it's, it's, so, it's so frustrating. And, I'm gl- and again, I'm glad that Buffy calls him out on that. And like Cordelia, she just says like, uh, "Excuse me, Miss Miss, like not over yourself or whatever." But I mean, it's true. And yeah. like, and I wonder like how Cordelia would be feeling if um, she knew like what Xander was doing with Willow. Yeah, I think that's such an interesting moment because yeah. So Buffy accuses Xander of being jealous, and Cordelia objects to that, um, which makes sense. Like I would. To her, what Buffy is saying is, like, a direct threat to her relationship with Xander, um, which is, it just makes me even more upset that the she has no idea what the real threat to her relationship yeah. is right now. And this is the whole time Willow is trying 
her fucking hardest to like keep the peace and just be like, I statements, I feel like we just want to help you, Puffy. Um, but it's it's not working. Jal stops everything and says that like, given the circumstances, um, I can't remember exactly what he says. Uh, um, but ba- basically, he says we've all said our pieces. Like yeah. Buffy, um, Buffy can like make her own decisions regardless of how misguided they are, which is I, I feel like a little bit of a cut there. But I, I feel like he, he, I feel like the wording was a little different because it what he said while yeah. they were all there didn't seem to be harsh on Buffy at all. Um, but then, like he says, everybody get back to class. So Buffy goes back in to say to Giles, thank you for standing Mm -hmm. up for me. And then that's when Giles, like, says how he really feels Mm -hmm. and, like, how, like, he can't believe he didn't come to her for this. Like, it was, like, selfish. And um, he calls her a liar. And he, Mm -hmm. like, reminds her that, like, oh, the last time, last time, like, I encountered Angel, uh, he tortured me for hours for fun. Yeah. And... And he says, you have no respect for me or the job that I do. Just like, damn. And again, that that's probably like the harshest thing to say. Mm -hmm. And I feel, and it's very much like, it's very much how I feel a parent. Cause Mm -hmm. yeah. How a parent would like, who is very angry, probably not just at their kid, but other things as well. And you're supposed to, like remember that like these are kids i mean obviously buffy's like a little older like i'm just saying for parents in general like hey these are kids they don't have the world experience and the years of experience that you have and this and you can't say things like that would absolutely crush them because that could Mm -hmm. be stuff that they carry with them and yeah we know that buffy has respect for giles like in fact the, I'm pretty sure that the reason that she didn't bring this up to Giles was because, like, she, she, I guess she, like, didn't want to piss him off because she knew that, like, he would immediately think of the torturing. Like, she knew that that happened. He didn't have to remind her. And, mm-hmm. yeah, like, it, it's really hard because this is, this is, some of the stuff is stuff that Buffy needs to hear, but at the same time, it's stuff that, is fueled by his anger at at post yeah that that's that's clearly that's clearly what's happening i agree and i think that's what that's one of the things that makes this show so good is you know we're sitting here having this discussion and it's like yeah we can see you know that's what the why the writing on the show is so good all these all these decisions everyone's everyone's making even if they are not necessarily the right decisions or the best decisions, we see why they're making them and it makes sense. It's like, it's, um, everyone's deeply human. Yeah. It definitely doesn't, it doesn't come across as cruel as the dead man's party did. And like, that's why this is, this is better. And this is better in, as a way of like confronting Buffy about something as opposed to that. Um, Mm -hmm. And also, like, Xander does show his true colors, like I said, um, later in the episode. We'll get to that. Um, Yeah. So uh, Gwendolyn Post visits Faith, and she basically, she talks about this meeting 
that Giles had with the Scoobies and specifically refers to um, Buffy and her friends. And Faith is like, oh, I guess that doesn't include me. And yeah, I think that's interesting that um, Faith was excluded from this this Scooby meeting. Gwendolyn noticed that and immediately latched onto it as like a manipulation tool. Yeah. You know, that's that thing that, you know, the best lies have a little bit of truth in it. Like this... They did exclude her, and I think um, and I for think better that, or for worse. I think the the reason that that happened is because she wasn't around for all of the angel stuff, and mm-hmm. and like I mean, not even Buffy feels comfortable about talking about the angel stuff with with Faith. Yeah. So I think like the Scoobies picked up on that as well. So they're like, if Faith were here, then like it would like she seems more friendly with Buffy. So maybe mm-hmm. she'd like side with Buffy or whatever, not knowing like all the details of what we all went through. So right. um, I think that's the reason that that happened. Um, like that's headcanon anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think th- I think you're right. And I also just think that there's a um, she's the new person. They don't necessarily I don't want to say they don't consider her a part of the group, but she's not necessarily the person despite being a slayer who they would immediately invite yeah to 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 a more personal sort of thing yeah she's like like she's not like a go-to person sometimes it just it takes a little while for to integrate newer people into your your core but um that doesn't stop it doesn't stop faith from feeling that um, that isolation, that that feeling yeah. of being left out, um, especially since she, we know she's a loner, uh, which I think Gwendolyn she picks up on that pretty quickly and uses that to her advantage. And so then she tries to like in her like one showing of actually wanting to be a watcher, um, she uh, she says like, "Hey, let's train," and yeah, and Faith is very willing to oblige. Um, I am curious what Gwendolyn's um kind of end game here is with faith um because we don't really find out does she want to take faith on like does she really want to be faith's watcher no I and, think she was just or does she trying, just want to use her i think she was just trying to get the glove because remember once she got the glove she had no qualms about like trying to kill all of them so that's true yeah so i feel like she was just it in uh, a way to an end buffy decides to like talk to willow when willow's at her locker which is mm-hmm. full of delightful things like i especially noticed <laughs> like that that adorable uh that adorable jack-o'-lantern going on in there oh and, i don't think i noticed that oh, one no it was like that was kind of like the thing that stuck out to me probably because it wasn't like a poster <laughs> or anything um, it was like actually just hanging off of the locker door <laughs> uh but yeah um she like says like hey so on a scale of like one to ten how mad are you at me and and willow says like oh no like you were scared and you didn't feel like you could tell anybody about this and <laughs> sorry harrison just almost whacked himself with his mic um <laughs> yep but uh she says that like she doesn't blame buffy for anything she's not mad at buffy because like oh hey when you have a secret, um, sometimes you need to keep it. And we need to respect people and their secrets. So this is what I was saying before. Yep. Like, <laughs> it, 
I feel like it's equal parts. Yeah, I'm I, I'm with you, Buffy. But also, hey, I wouldn't want people to get on me for holding my secret. Um, yep. Yeah. But it is uh, it is nice to see. Um, uh, despite maybe her flawed reasons for doing so, it is really nice to just see Willow and Buffy uh, and Willow supporting Buffy mm-hmm. throughout this episode. Um, yeah, because that's honestly the biggest thing to note in dead man's party just how mm-hmm. against buffy willow is the entire episode and yeah yeah and that and that's that's a friendship that you don't want to see uh be torn mm-hmm. asunder um they decide to go they decide to go looking for the uh demon together mm-hmm. while giles uh sit while giles lets uh mrs post he tells her where the glove is going to be because but he doesn't reveal who has it he doesn't yes. he doesn't mention angel so i think that's when you can tell like oh Giles still looking out for buffy no matter how angry he mm-hmm. is about the whole thing oh yeah and uh this leads to uh mrs post revealing her true colors grabbing a uh-huh. giant fucking statue and just bashing Giles across the head with it. So this is the, I checked before we started recording, this is the 11th time that Giles has been knocked out uh, via blunt force trauma. To the head. Uh, and and apparently one of the more serious times, this is the first time, like, like he has to go to the hospital. He, uh, you know, I think that, like, he probably should have gone to the hospital a couple of those other times as well. Um, <laughs> Fair. And, uh... And I have another Xander comment to make, but I'll make the comment when that actually gets there. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, Buffy and Willow are in a cemetery, and uh, then Lagos shows up. Right as um, right as Willow is, like, about to tell Buffy about Xander in mm-hmm. their, their secret makeout sessions, and... She's like, oh, I have to tell you that there's a demon right behind you. <laughs> and Lagos is there, and Buffy... Buffy beats him fairly quickly. Like I said, this is very yeah. unceremonious. I almost, I think there was like a point when I thought like, oh, wait a minute. Is this just like a, I thought maybe there was a demon coming to like, look to protect the glove where, and, oh, and like, host was actually Lagos, like just in a form that nobody was accustomed to Lagos being okay. in. I feel like that's the Joss Whedon way to do this. Um, yeah, but that, that, I, not, um, the, uh, not the Petri way to do it. The way, so uh, when I was watching it, I was surprised when Lagos showed up at all. I was like, oh yeah, he actually is in this episode. Cause I thought just because he's such an unimportant part of it that just from my memory, I was like, oh, I guess Miss Post just made him up, but he was real. Um, and I guess presumably Post had been following him and maybe just letting him do all the work to help her get closer to the glove, but doesn't matter. He's dead. Yeah. And having like nearly zero impact on the, on the episode, on this episode story. Literally the only thing he does is prevent Willow from confessing. Yeah. Um, because she loses her nerve and confesses her secret to Buffy um, that she opened her SAT booklet five minutes early, um, which I think if Buffy were in a in a in a headspace where she wasn't dealing with like the angel thing and all of this, I think she would have been like, "No, that's bullshit. Tell me your real secret, Willow." But you know, at the same time, 
I, I, I don't know if she'd do that because when has Willow really ever kept a secret from her? Like that's true. I mean, um, and Willow. Granted, these days are a little behind Willow, but not like way far behind her. Like how? I mean, Willow would Willow at some point in the time that Buffy's known her would be prone to saying something like that, um, <laughs> even if it were just in jest. But yeah, but no. Uh, I just I just think Buffy would never believe that Willow would open. Like Willow would willingly like break an SAT rule. Yeah. That, 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 like, that's shit, where I'm that coming from. Sacred. Yeah, like, I, I I, I, think Buffy would be just, like, very suspicious the, that Willow would do that in the first place. Um, but I, I guess I also do believe that Buffy would believe that if Willow had done that, she would be racked with guilt over it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'll, I, I'll, I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Um... Yeah, good and, thing too because it's too late for them to change it. Yeah, and and here's um, and here's like the point where I said that like Xander gives himself away. He's like mm-hmm. very angry, and you know that he's not ang- like you know that that anger isn't directed like because Angel is back. It is because Buffy mm-hmm. has finally called out what basically he probably isn't willing to admit to himself that like mm-hmm. you're still jealous and. It may not even be an attraction to Buffy anymore. He may not even be, like, attracted to her in that way anymore. But he still harbors the resentment towards Angel for it. And that's just, like, a... That's just a highlight of how petty Xander is. Um, Yeah. God, fucking Chad. Um, (laughs) But see, then he immediately follows it with, like, a good-ish deed. Yeah, no, like... Faith... Yeah, Faith shows um, him. And he, like, finally explains to Faith... Like, oh, it's about Angel, like, mm-hmm. and uh, he's back and he has the glove. So Faith is like, oh, he's a vampire? Well, I gotta kill I gotta kill him. And that's when Xander immediately says, like, oh, can I be there and watch or whatever? And Yeah, which is shitty. Yeah, no, absolutely like... shitty. They And so they go to the library to get weapons. Mm-hmm. And while they're there, that's when they see Giles in his office. Mm-hmm. And that's when Xander decides to stay and call 911 while yeah while faith is trying to like get ready to go and fight angel it's the um and he tells faith which i think this is so interesting um when he sees giles he tells her she immediately thinks angel did it and xander says no i don't think so like this doesn't this look his like style. and it's like you're right and like you i don't know he like t- but then in the next scene it's that he's frustrating in, he takes it away like immediately yeah. like, he's such a dick about it later yeah. i'm like ah oh, you were so close to doing the yeah, right thing Angel, god damn it so like um faith goes after faith faith heads to the mansion meanwhile um angel is like performing a spell that needs to be done that'll destroy the glove mm-hmm. and the living flame the living flame um which sounds so much like a Bangles song. It's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I I loved this effect of the living flame. I don't know if it was real fire that they... Because that's a thing you can do, right? Yeah, like you can like put you like can, certain you, chemicals into yeah. fire. Yeah, like to, it's, it's not that hard, but it's very well shot. Um, yeah, it, it's just really pretty. Yeah, no, it looks really great. Um, Post shows up and uh, and she's like, oh, I'm here with Giles and... 
I, I'm here. Like Giles sent me, and he's like, "Who the fuck are you?" And so yeah. she like <laughs> smacks him over the head with a shovel because that is her go-to. Like just she <laughs> loves it. She's all about smacking people in the head with heavy objects. And you know, she's a she's a smaller woman. Um, it, it makes sense. You need, uh, she, she clearly doesn't have a lot of physical strength. So you need to have a strategy that's going to take people down in one hit. I admire her, her cleverness. <laughs> um, uh, and I love when he gets back up, she's like, she says something like that would have, that would have killed a man. And then she like snaps a shovel and she's like, I believe this is more your, your poison. Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I love Gwendolyn Post. Like, she's awful, but she's a fun, like, villain of the week. I I feel like I actually would have been... I actually wouldn't have said no to, like, if she had been, like, a recurring villain, maybe. Yeah, that would have been fun. Yeah, and, like, um, a disgraced watcher would have been, like, kind of a cool idea. Um, Yeah, I agree. But uh, before we jump into, like, her basically go like, about to fight Angel... Buffy and Willow get to the library. They see that Giles is there, and he like is able to like just say like, uh, "Oh, living flame, like uh, destroy the glove or whatever." And then they wheel him out. And uh, he neglects to mention um, that Post is bad. Post evil. <laughs> like feels like that should have been like I I get that the living flame is the important part, but like <laughs> yeah, like. The, 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 it doesn't seem to be the proper priority. Uh, and and then Xander says, like, oh, your boyfriend isn't as cured as we all thought. First of all, you never thought he was cured. Mm-hmm. So don't even say shit like that. And second, you said earlier. Like, that wasn't... That he didn't do yes. it. Yeah, it's... it's. What is... With, like, I don't, this is a fucking I roller almost, coaster of Xander. Like, you go from, like, yeah. oh, you're, you're kind of right to... Why the fuck would you say that, you dumb shit? This is the one place where I'm just like, I, I'm actually, I, I'm going to be a little less hard on Xander, and I'm going to be a little harder on the script. Yeah. I think this is a, I think this is a, a dialogue problem, um, and be, because it just doesn't gel continuity-wise with his prior scene. Yeah. It's a weird moment that I think is literally just there to delay things a bit. But um, God, for all the times for the script to fail Xander, like <laughs> yeah, this he he doesn't come out like he rarely comes out looking good in an episode, and this episode <laughs> he comes out looking especially bad. Buffy uh, Buffy goes after Faith, and um, Will is just fucking pissed at Xander for the shit that he mm-hmm. said, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so all those like all those wanting to make out with him, that's gone now because she's like I love Willow Matt at Xander. Like <laughs> Yeah, the story definitely I'm like, needs more of it. <laughs> listeners you can't see, but I am shimmying. Yeah, it's a thing that's happening. Um <laughs> so uh back at the mansion, uh Angel gets up from and like is in vampire form, uh, and he's like and Post tries to like fight him, even though she has like the broken, uh, broken shovel, and uh, he like just beats her up easily. Yeah, and see, that was my point. You know, he didn't stay down, so she's fucked. But again, here's um, that, here's that, um, here's that. Oh, uh, yep. coincidence! Like very convenient. 
Faith showing up right as like uh, Angel has to like beat Post, and so mm-hmm. she's like, "Oh, now you're going after my Watcher," and so she uh, she gets fairly close to staking Angel before Buffy shows up, and this yep. leads into the like what what was mentioned before the really awesome fight scene. Like it it yep. goes on longer than a typical fight scene does mm-hmm. and i'm i'm all for it like i don't get bored of it or anything because it's really no. good especially when they throw and it, like travels the door the glass yeah door. i was gonna say it like travels to different parts of the mansion um they um it's it, yeah it's a really well done fight scene and unlike a lot of the fight scenes on the show um, you know, we've got this, um, I'm going to say s- similarly to the fight scene between Buffy and Angelus, any fight scene between Buffy and Angelus, there's more, there's an emotional resonance yeah. here because it's between Buffy and Faith. Right. Um, so, so not just like choreography wise, is it a great fight, but also just like my investment in this fight. It's a great fight. But yeah, um, uh, Willow and Xander, they have like created they have recreated like the uh the living flame spell um and uh right as they're doing that that's when um they find out what the glove does which it never expressly is stated um you do see it in in like a few minutes though and uh so they're like oh we don't have time let's like run and get this uh let's run and get this to the uh, mansion they get there and xander tries to break up the faith buffy fight and that goes about as well as you think it would (laughs) and um willow is like uh at first that like she still doesn't know that post is bad which is why like post is able to just go around just like cold cold cock (laughs) oh my gosh so it's so great because willow's in the background you've got um and just like a little out of focus while the camera's focusing on post in the foreground she like puts on the glove and like the whole time you, Willow's like watching her with this kind of face, just like, wait a minute, something's up, but I haven't quite put the pieces all together. <laughs> and by the time the pieces are all together, she just, she like backhands Willow with the glove. Yeah. And I'm just like, poor Willow. Yeah, and like that thing's made of metal, so it had to hurt. Oh yeah. This is the episode where like... <laughs> Um, okay, actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave, I'm just gonna, I won't say anything more, because I'll, I'll make my comment later. Okay, but, like, Gwen, Gwen, it says, it's calling her Gwen in the Buffyverse wiki, but Post finally puts on the, uh, puts on the glove, and, like we mentioned before, it has, like, these little, um, metal clamps that, like, just kind of dig Mm -hmm. into your skin when it attaches, and, uh, like, after she, after she, like, um, says some things to the sky it's revealed that like this glove can summon lightning and then channel it like it's uncle iroh in the last airbender (laughs) dude have you watched that show i i i saw like bits and pieces of it when it like originally aired um like throughout the whole series so i do remember like the lightning bending but they just dropped it on netflix so i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it in my opinion i think the coolest thing my some I think like my favorite moments of that show are when a character doesn't bend lightning but redirects it because that's like because each um because like there's obviously like firebenders, waterbenders, earthbenders, airbenders, and firebenders like I think they said every bender has access to an advanced technique 
um, that's either offensive or defensive. And for the firebenders, like the offensive technique is to bend lightning, um, but uh, defensive firebenders can actually redirect the lightning, which like that's my cool. like that's included in one of my favorite moments of the show. So. It's so good. That's going to be one that I'm going to... I'm watching uh, Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated right yeah. now on Netflix. Uh, and once I finish that, I'm going to start uh, start Avatar. Yeah, it's... I'm excited to revisit yeah, it. Yeah, it's... Um, I'm not going to lie. It's a little rough, uh, the first few episodes. But, I mean, it, it gets better. And, like, seasons two and three are just... Are just amazing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're a Buffy podcast. We are... We're familiar with uh, starting a little rough. <laughs> Also, we're both fans of Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. Um, I um, I love this bit. So um, I'm just going to read this directly from the wiki. Um, Everyone stops fighting in time to realize that Post is wearing the glove. The wiki keeps going back and forth for refer- between referring to her as Gwen, Gwendolyn, or Post. Um <laughs> Faith, a word of advice. You're an idiot, she says to Faith, finally revealing herself as the real villain of the story all along. And I feel like she revealed herself as the real villain of the story when she bludgeoned Giles. And <laughs> but maybe it just means to the group yeah, at large. Now everybody um... knows that she's the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> it just took everybody a long time to figure it out. Um, but yeah... <laughs> She begins using the glove and the bolts of lightning that flow through it. Um, mm-hmm. She aims at Willow, but Angel... And Angel saves Angel her. Angel saves her, which is very nice because I think it's also like a mm-hmm. callback to like the one of the first people that... One of the first main characters that was threatened by Angelus was Willow. Because like yeah. if you guys remember from Innocence, when um, they're, in the, uh, they're in the hallway... And uh, in the dark hallway, and um, yeah, like say like, oh Xander, go get go get everybody else. And he's like, oh Willow, come here. And so like the fact that he's he's kind of like the first person that he's she is the first person that he saves um, in view of everybody else. Obviously, he saved Buffy and a couple of other people yeah. a few times by now. But like now that his presence is known, um, I gotta say. So, like, we had, like, a really huge fight between Buffy and Faith. I think this next part is kind of brutal, because, like, uh, yeah, yeah. she grabs, like, a, a huge honking big piece of broken glass, flings it like a shuriken, and it cuts off Gwendolyn Post's arm. And then mm-hmm. this causes, like, lightning to come down, but since she doesn't have the glove anymore, it just incinerates her. Zappy zappy. Like, um, that is brutal, this is like, man. This is very. Um, it almost feels more like something that would come out of an episode of Xena, like with her <laughs> her her chakram. Um, it is. I'm a little disappointed that it's Buffy who who kills her and not Faith. Um, it's not. It's not the biggest thing. Um, Faith already got her cathartic kill anyway with Kakistos a couple episodes mm-hmm. back. Um, but uh, um, yeah, it, it, I, part of me feels a little is a little mad at Buffy for stealing Faith's kill. But you know, at the end of the day, yeah. not the biggest deal. Um, 
Yeah, and so they're at school the next day, and Oz and Cordelia, they just, like, kind of weren't there. And I think Oz even yeah. says, like, oh, man, we missed out on something. Missed out on some fun. And Xander's like, oh, it was definitely not fun. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and Giles shows up with a bandage on his head. So he's he's out of the he's out of the woods. And um, he reveals that uh, Post was expelled by the Watcher's Council for abuses of dark power several years ago. But they just didn't tell him. Yeah, he says, they swear there was a memo. Um, and this harkens back, too, to that Watcher's Retreat that he wasn't invited to. Yeah, it's like... You know, he wasn't invited to the Watcher's Retreat. He doesn't get the memo telling him that one of their colleagues is rogue and evil. Like You would think that like they would show him a little bit of respect and due diligence, seeing as how, you know, there are other Watchers out there, but he's kind of, like, in charge of one of the two Slayers. So... yeah. Yeah, it's... You would think that Watcher would be a little respected, but I mean... This this relationship between Giles and the Council is becoming clearer. And, and you know, it's telling, I think, that Gwendolyn's kind of cover story for herself was that she came to, um, at the Council's bequest, to keep an eye on Giles, and he believes her... He doesn't go like, well, I, you know, why would they want someone to keep an eye on yeah. me? So this, um, yeah, Giles is definitely feeling some disrespect from the council. Yeah. So uh, based on the, what we've seen. Yeah. Even. Yeah. And that's brought up in like uh, in the like the continuity section of the of the Buffy wiki. <laughs> and uh, just a heads up, if like if you have not seen the show and you read along with the Buffy wiki, because um, there are some times when I see, like, a new episode of a show and I want to, like, especially The Wire, and I want to make sure that, <laughs> and I want to make sure that, like, I got all the details that I needed out of an episode. I, like, read a Wikipedia entry about the episode. Be very careful about not reading the continuity because mm-hmm. uh, it very much... Con- Lots of yeah, spoilers. It, it, it spoils a lot of things and usually tries to say, like, puts things in retrospect for the season um, and, mm-hmm. like, says, oh... This will directly affect such and such episode later on. Um, we will say though that like the uh, the Watchers Council relationship is going to be fairly important this season, mm-hmm. um, and uh, people seem to be all right. They're still a little we- they're still a little scared of Angel, um, but I mean Willow Willow's fine with him because like he did yeah. he did save her life, and uh, this is. Like, Xander comes the closest I think he ever has before to apologizing. He doesn't actually apologize, but he he tells Buffy he trusts her, um, and that they're they're okay. And um, basically, like Angel has got Angel still has got a lot to make up for, which um, that will mm-hmm. be the subject uh, in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, but. Uh, you know who doesn't trust Buffy though? Faith. Cordelia. Well, yeah, and Cordelia. <laughs> like, um, Buffy. One of my favorite laugh lines of the episode where they're like, "We all trust you," and Cordelia just goes, "I don't." For the record, and Buffy's just like, "What the fuck, Cordelia?" <laughs> I, I think at this point she just doesn't really care. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Cordelia. Well, Cordelia's like, it's fine to have her on the team. I can totally see Buffy just like especially after like the the homecoming stuff 
just like you know <laughs> what like i don't think we're ever going to be truly friends but i can be an ally with you so yeah. <laughs> but yeah uh buffy visits faith and um like she thinks that like oh hey so miss post had a spool and um like you can trust me but faith says yeah no i'm i'm kind of looking out mm-hmm. for me now like i should have known better than to trust anybody and this is yeah. obviously it's goes without saying this is going to be huge for the rest of the season um, yeah it's trust is a big part of this episode and you know i think it's very telling that um everyone's trust in buffy is is shaken in this episode but they all come around um but faith puts her trust in this in this woman and that's broken and it it breaks her trust in everyone yeah um which is um which is sad it's very sad especially since we've seen her growing closer to buffy yeah and and, like you saw that at the very beginning of the episode when they were fighting um the vampires together like no matter yeah. what Miss Post says, they, they were working really well together. And it mm-hmm. it sucks that, like, she kind of tore that apart. And I think that's another reason why, like, Faith, like, some people kind of refer to her as just, like, this crazy loose cannon. But, I mean, I mm-hmm. like the fact that um, it, it shows just, like, how important it has it is to have a support system in your life that you can trust. Mm-hmm especially when you're like saddled with that responsibility and like i think buffy not to be mean to our girl but i think like Mm -hmm. she is in a constant state of taking that for granted yeah um and faith is kind of around just being like hey it's it's not easy to trust people yeah no i agree um all right well that is that's revelations um uh, any any last any last thoughts about about revelations? Um, not really. I feel like I got out like all that I wanted to say and like tackled with mm-hmm. it. It's, I think like the writing overall is. I think that's probably one of the reasons why I felt so up and down about this episode. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, sorry, um, Doug Petrie, uh, Douglas, Douglas Petrie, yeah. Um, <laughs> You can call him Doug. We're Doug, close. Uh, if he, um, <laughs> I don't know if he has a, he writes future episodes, doesn't he? Yeah. This is like, in all fairness, this is an important episode to be your very first mm-hmm. one because it yeah. like, it does like push a lot of the stories in the season a step forward. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a big responsibility, but um, it also like could have been handled just a little bit better. Um yeah overall i do enjoy like a lot of the moments in it so i will give it uh three living flames all right um i i definitely agree with you it's it's a lot there's so much happening in this episode and so much of it is really really important um but it is messy in in places um and um like we said we we really pigeonholed that on Xander he's just swinging wildly from different different angles throughout the episode but um but there is a lot of that um but but I you know I think it's um this was as I mentioned earlier I'm always like I feel like I feel differently about this episode every time 
I watch it, and I came away a little more positive this time. Um, but I am going to split the difference a bit. I'm going to also give this episode um, three out of five window panes chopping off arms. Oh, man, that's really brutal. Like, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Really brutal. I, I have a drinking game for this episode, um, and it is uh, take a drink anytime. Uh, someone experiences blunt force trauma, courtesy of Gwendolyn Post. Two big drinks. Um, <laughs> three, three. Don't forget Willow. Oh yeah, that's right. Dang. Um, yeah, doesn't take her out like like it does Giles, but you know. I'd say uh, she take still a gets drink it every time you're reminded that Lagos is in this episode. <laughs> Like, as soon as I said that, I'm like, wait a minute, his name is Lagos, right? It's not Lavos. That's the, that's like the thing from Chrono Trigger. So (laughs) (laughs) I literally forgot Lagos was in the episode after watching the episode. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's how much of an effect he had on me. Take a drink. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um... I, I don't have any any other final thoughts, so you want to take us out? Yeah. Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Lover's Walk. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder who we might see in Lover's Walk. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. You sound like <laughs> you sound like Penelope from uh, Kristen Wiig's Penelope from uh, SNL. <laughs> Someone, uh, got an episode coming up it's the lover's walk i'm not sure who's gonna be there could be a special guest star who knows so you know uh i'm harrison and when i'm not doing terrible uh penelope impressions you can find me on instagram at uh, harrison alexander kaufman and on twitter at harrison kaufman that's c-o-f-f-m-a-n and i'm jason you can find me on instagram at yami j357 and on twitter at yami j uh, yeah you yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can also find us on facebook instagram and twitter at booze and buffy or you can email us at booze and buffy at gmail.com the and is spelled out um, on the subject of Instagram, I uh, I posted this today, the day that we are recording, and I don't know if you've seen it, Jason. I meant to say something to you before we started recording, but then I forgot. Um, but according to my time hop, today is the day that I discovered Buffy 10 years ago. Um, so that is uh, May 20th. Um, it was the day after my high school graduation. So, yeah. Um, Actually, now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure I started watching Buffy um, the summer after my freshman year of college. So I started watching it in full before you did. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Because I was still, um, when we met, I was still getting through my first watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh been friends for a long time because <laughs> i remember we we became like kind of became friends uh it was the i was at the end of season three of angel and season six of buffy so there was a lot happening that i was just like had to like talk to you about every day <laughs> yeah um you can also find us on youtube where we will release a short video with each episode where we will discuss spoilers that we can't talk about on the podcast 
Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts from. Mm-hmm. Each week, we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. Uh, this week, we are highlighting the Foster Care to Success. Founded in 1981, Foster Care to Success, uh, formerly known as the Orphan Foundation of America, serves thousands of foster teens across the United States, uh, whether providing them with uh, college scholarships, connecting them with mentors and internships, or uh, sending them to sending them care packages, or testifying before Congress. Foster care, foster care to Success is a passionate champion of foster youth. Visit fc2success.org. Uh, that is the letter F, like Frank, the letter C, like crab, the number two, success.org, for more information. That was a crazy email and, address. Yeah, it is a little weird. Um, as always, go slay. And be gay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye.